Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. Yo, 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 what's going on, everyone? Happy October. It is Thursday, the first early, early morning for me here. I hope everybody's doing okay. I hope October's going to be better than these debates were this week. Oh, boy. What a mess. Let's just not even talk about that stuff because this is going to make me upset. But very quickly, what is going on with both sides? How is it... (laughs) that this is who represents us as Americans, right? We'll leave it at that. Okay, I'm done. Uh, We're going to get to the the fitness piece of your portion for Thursdays. Hopefully, you know that by now. Um, We're going to talk today about just some fitness myths um, that I've heard in in my gym. And I was talking about some kids. It's just, you know, a lot of of you guys are running around with a lot of incorrect information. So, I figured I'd try to compile a list here, but... Before we get to that, please, as always, um, leave a like, subscribe, reviews do do the best, particularly nice reviews saying how fantastic I am, because I don't do good with the negative feedback, honestly. I got two non-five-star reviews on my iTunes, and I can't figure out why. So feedback, email me, let me know what you think. It drives me freaking crazy trying to be a perfectionist, but it's all good. Um, yeah, please leave a like, review, subscribe. Everybody's you know listening on iTunes, but Spotify is picking up, as well as Google. Um, we're also, you know, on, on Amazon music and audible now, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff that, you know, uh, there's a new marketing team that we put in place this week. Shout out to, to, uh, those guys. Um, so you'll be seeing a lot, just a lot of us out there, a lot more exposure. Um, so sorry if your Instagram feed gets blown up, but, um, it's all good. So, you know, let's just jump right into it. So I really wanted to put together a list. It's going to be mixed between nutrition and, you know, just working out in general. Some things I've, you know, I double checked everything. I wanted to make sure that we're clear. These are some, you know, natural ones that I think are going to to help you, right? So, so the first thing that I wanted to, to talk about just regarding myths is there is some incorrect things going around about protein, right? So a uh, couple of guys in the gym see, you know, I'm, I think I'm having too much protein. It's going to hurt my kidneys. It's going to make my bones brittle. I don't know where anybody heard that stuff from, but totally incorrect. Obviously, there's there's two, there's a, um, a, a point you can hit when you're having too much protein. But they've been um, looking at a study right now that these guys ended up giving you know, uh, bodybuilders, double the amount that is recommended and there was no effect to their kidneys or their liver. So that's, that's, that's false. And these guys are having four grams per, um, per pound. So these 200 pound guys are having 800 grams of protein. So, you know, nothing shown, um, for the kidney failures or anything like that. Then I've also seen, and just, you know, somebody was asking me the other day, um, you know, is it true that if you have too much protein, your bones get brittle again, just Google it. I'm not making this up. Um, the, these are, this, this one that I'm looking at is a study, uh, that they did on women and there was no, um, shown, shown, there was no brittleness shown in their, um, in their diet when they had a high protein diet for six months. So just wanted to put, to put those, that one, um, to rest at least. The, the next one that I wanted to, to talk about is just soreness, right? There's two myths that I've seen or heard that they're, um, you know, the first one being muscle soreness is essential for muscle growth. If you're not hurting, you're not pushing. 
okay, that 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 is true. Um, and I'm sure that you know we all think that achy, being achy and tight um, for a day or two after you've kind of blasted, you know, your chest, your legs. Um, this is known as the late onset muscle soreness. Um, it's like the um, it's the, the the proven system that you've you've busted your butt. Um, and I'm not saying that if you're starting or if you're coming off from COVID that you're not going to be in pain. But generally, um, I have an, uh, an associate professor here of exercise psychology, Andy Galpin, um, works over at California State University. This is his quote. Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, pushing yourself to a, a level 7 of soreness might stimulate some growth or it might not, right? So the suggestion here is to, to track your workouts strictly on being effective, and and you have to write those down. I know it sounds a little too much, but uh, just doing these little tips, writing stuff down, writing goals down, writing you know your awareness, what's what's going on, and your feelings down. All these little things, they just it just makes it come to life. So, for example, if you're if you're you know checking your squat, if you throw five pounds of weight on that squat per month, that's going to end up being a ton of weight by the end of the year. So I wanted to get that. That muscle soreness may, you could be hurting yourself. So to just kind of get that clear. And then another one, um, another myth related to soreness is that it comes from the buildup of lactic acid. Um, That is also a myth. You know, delayed soreness, this thing that we're discussing could come, it really is mostly um, coming from eccentric loading. You know, when you're coming down on those negatives, that's really where you're going to end up having your um, most of your soreness. And that is something, just another side note, that it is um, underrated. Everybody thinks that when you push, when you, if you're doing your bench press and you're pushing up, the job isn't done when, it, when it's up. You have to control that weight slowly coming down. And what that will do is make micro tears in your body. Um, so I just, you know, I think that the, the key here is to look at, you know, Lactate is not a metabolic poison, right? It actually gives you your body a ton of fuel and energy that really um, help in the in the long run, right? Uh, another one that I've seen is, you know, what's better, the lobe car diet. And this is, you know, people have been asking me about this. I apologize for those that uh, haven't been getting to. But, you know, is it is low carb better? Is, is switching my low carb diet to a... Uh, a low fat diet and playing around with the low carb, low fat. And I, I just wanted to make the point here that, you know, the key is, is going to bring it back to that first topic we discussed protein, right? The protein is the, the building block of your fat loss, whether you like it or not. Um, it, it you know, and, and, and people, you know, somebody the other day was saying to me, you know, low carb diets, um, my low carb diet, I'm really crushing it and I'm getting more muscle and all. you're getting more muscle because typically in, in all these low carb diets, you'll see that there's a higher protein diet, uh, connected to it always. So, you know, it's really, again, and we did an episode on this, it's all about the totally, total calories in, total calories out, making, you want to make 40 to 50% of what you eat, that protein. Now, again, am I over-exaggerating? Yes, a little bit, but just to be safe. And again, we know that protein is not going to hurt you. It is the building block, right? Um, this is one that I, I just, honestly, I didn't know the truth on this one. I just wanted to Google it because a bunch of the kids in the gym um, were discussing with me and I'm giving out the, this creatine monohydrate and I'm like, oh, I hope this stuff is good. Um, obviously, we know about creatine by this point. It helps, um, you know, build lean muscle mass. It helps recovery. But 
I always even thought in my brain, this causes cramps, it gives you, you know, dehydration, it's going to mess you up. There's actually no scientific basis to support this opinion. Um, it actually helps you hydrate. So, you know, I don't know where that one came from, but um, that was, was interesting as well. Um, you know, another one that we're going to talk about is, you know, it's all about genetics. Yes, there's people that are more um, open to a predeposition of being uh, an explosive athlete or a, more of a power athlete, but um, exercise science scientists um, long divided these muscle fiber groups into these two categories, right? We know about slow twitch fibers, the kind that, you know, that's the marathon runners, and then the fast twitch fibers who are, you know, these, these uh, football athletes, explo- explosions, um, and I, you know, there was a, a, a new study done. So I think up up till 2018, when the study was done, we always thought that it was, you know, it's all, it's all genetic. But uh, there was actually a, a huge study done with, again Andy Galpin. Um, they were done on identical twins, one sedentary and one a lifelong distance runner. Now, thanks to miles of running, this active brother, uh, the active brother's muscles were almost entirely slow twitch. The, the sedentary brother had a 50-50 split between fast and slow twitch, which is, you know, he didn't train at all, this guy. So the, the point being, it's whatever you end up putting the time into. So if you want to be more of an explosive athlete, do more of those explosive, explosive exercises. So for example, you could do, an, you really any exercise can end up being more explosive, just kind of speed it up, um, bench press, you know, a lot of... Um, a lot of the uh, the UFC athletes been looking at their training with the boxing. All that's going to be fast twitch. So even doing like an exploding horizontal um, bench press is great. I see a lot of those guys doing that. And they could always end with the slower exercise. You want to have a little bit of both in your, um, you know, in your uh, in your arsenal there. Uh, binging, my favorite. Absolutely love binging. I do this and I'm an idiot and I was, uh, you know, I, I Googled this myself. So I was like, maybe I'm right. You know, if you eat pizza and you're, you're eating, uh, I'm a sucker. I'll do the, you know, I'll do everything. So I'll do my LMB's Pomona Gardens pizza over here. I'll do a little donuts. And then that next day you got to do a, a longer workout, right? You got to work out four or five hours a day. Um, it's really not about, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this before. I just still do it. Uh, it's not about maintaining the calorie deficit for a day or two days. It's really... Um, over the week. So for people who have those cheat days, it's okay. Don't, don't freak out. Um, schedule those and schedule your workouts consistently while burning those calories and just putting those in. I'm trying to move down to one cheat meal a week. It's, it's very, very difficult. So uh, the next one that we're going to talk about is, you know, getting um, that cardio in before resistance training, bro. Now, personally, I've done both um, I don't know which one I like better. I kind of go in and out, but, um, the data has shown that, you know, and this kind of makes sense getting in the cardio, right? If you're running or, you know, even doing the, the stairs, whatever, this is going to increase your fatigue when it comes to, to lifting weights. So, you know, it's going to, it's going to speed up your muscle failure in a bad way. So, um, you know, it's not the best for just, again, effectiveness of energy. So that was another interesting piece that I uh, that I came across here. I got a couple more for you. the The next one, you know, is is the 
I guess the best way to put this is, um, you know, the what is, what is more important? Is it the exercise or is it diet? And I, I just think there is a little bit of an, an undervalue in in your diet, right? And I, th- I think by this point, you should know that it's important. But I was always thinking maybe it's half the battle, 67%. It turns out that it's even more. And you can look at this again, look at it very pragmatically. Um, exercise is not your key to fat loss. If you go to the gym for an hour, you're only going to burn 250, 300 calories. Even if you go two hours, and I, there's not, I know not a lot of people could do that, that's only four to 500 calories. That, that, that's one bad slip up. Instead of, you know, when you craft your meals throughout a day, and, and I, it, it seems difficult, but I think the effectiveness of getting a body to where you want, because that's why we, you know, at least me, I always want that aesthetic, nice V look. How do those guys get there? You hear them, you have to put in that work. There's no easy way to do this. You can't be in the gym for four hours a day. I'm going to expect you to look that way if you're not eating right. So the point there just being, um, you know, uh, just if you're going to train and you want to do it the right way, just a diet, you know? Um, the next one was this, uh, you know, when should, should I consume protein, um, after my workout? So there is an anabolic window that is open for two, three, four hours. And even online, this went back and forth, but I'm gonna give you my honest opinion here. And just a, a question, right? What value is there to not eating or not having that 20, 30 grams of protein as soon as you could right after your, your, your workout? There, there's literally no, there's zero value to not eating or not having your shake. So that's just, I wanted you guys to look at it that way because, you know, people go back and forth about it, even online. Um, I, I was kind of stuck, but I'm giving you my gut here. And um, I think that makes sense just because, you know, the sooner you get in your body, the more we could turn that protein into, um, you know, lean body loss here. Um, and yeah, we'll leave it at that. I just wanted to get, give you these quick ones. Um, I hope this one did help. Um, you know, th- this, uh, this has been uh, a lot of fun for me. And I'm really looking forward towards uh, Monday's episode. Um, we are having author... Gregory B. Davis, um, I'm going to be talking to him about his book, Fight or Flight, uh, Make Better Decisions to Enjoy Your Life. I'm almost done with this. I'm so excited to talk to him about it. Um, it really is hitting a bunch of different things. So the the, the topic is going to be fight or flight, but what that has to do with is making, um, you know, when, when, you're, when you're in a, uh, let's just call it a complicated position in your life, whether it be an argument, whether it be something you're scared of, you're going to go into this fight or flight mode with these dream lens. Um, going through the roof, so you obviously just want to learn how to control that, because if you can control those situations, you'll find the um, the harder parts in life a little easier, and this is something I'm really going to pick his brain with, um, because I actually uh, am doing my first show tonight, so it's uh, it's exciting, it's very exciting, so uh, I'm nervous, but I'm going to keep you know, I'm up early, I'm going to do everything the right way, and we'll take it from there, all right, guys, so, you know, again, I freaking hate selling, I'm not good at it, but please just leave a like, review, subscribe, uh, review, 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 I'll say it a million times, um, this was good, I hope you guys liked it, let me know your thoughts, you could always email me, um, 
causing the effect podcast at gmail.com instagram causing the effect podcast whatever you guys need i'm always here to help thank you so much for allowing me to share and serve a little knowledge with you i'll talk to you guys later stay safe stay positive stay blessed bye-bye